Welcome to the Inspired Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Wyrock. I'm a business owner and coach who is dedicated to my own growth mindset and helping others find theirs. This is the podcast where you will find the inspiration that will help you grow your business and reach your goals. If you're looking to scale your business while being inspired, encouraged, and empowered, this is the show for you. Let's dig right in. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Inspired Biz Podcast. I am so excited today to be joined by another guest. And for those of you who might be just now joining us on the Inspired Biz, maybe this is your very first time giving it a listen, I want to just let you in on the pillars and what the Inspired Biz is really about. So we are all about helping find inspired stories to share with other entrepreneurs. I believe that it is so important for us to be storytellers, to be intentional about sharing the things that we have walked through as entrepreneurs. And through that, not only are we encouraged, but we are able to encourage others through our stories. So today we're going to have a new guest on, and I really hope that you find inspiration and motivation and education through her story. Today, I have Cynthia Lloyd here with me who is going to share a little bit of her story. But before we dive into that, I want to tell you a little bit about her. Cynthia is the owner and the creator of Brand the Dream. She is a brand designer and strategist who brings her background in visual communication from UCLA and Otis College of Art and Design. Now, she has worked with some really popular names such as Naked Juice and Paradise Tropical Tea and Natural Choice to help bring them to market. She is also a visual storyteller for Disney, Garden of Eaton, Pitney Bowes, and more. She has created her own brands, and she also helps start up new entrepreneurs in creating their businesses through branding. So I also want you to know she, like me, is a dog lover. She's the mom of two girls, so we are both girl moms, and she really loves getting out into nature. So there's a kindred ship between us because as girl moms and dog lovers, you can't go wrong with that. So today, um, Cynthia is going to be sharing a little bit about her story of evolving as an entrepreneur that, you know, sometimes things end up taking different turns and shifting in our journey, and we are going to hear from her what that looked like from her and what she has learned along the way. So welcome, Cynthia. Thank you for being here. Hello, Amber. It's great to be here with you. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your evolving journey as an entrepreneur. Okay. It's been quite a long road. I am a third Jenny Cali girl. I was raised in LA by two parents who were in the fashion business uh, my mom was a fashion designer, and so I right away was born into a family of creatives and um, just watching her all the time sketch out her designs and playing with all the bolts of fabric and buttons and all that. My world was full of color right away, and she was my hero, so I always wanted to follow in her footsteps somehow, and she thought I should be a tennis professional. So she put me in tennis 
lessons right away. And I was a skateboarder. I did all that for a long time until I fell and cracked my helmet right in half skating out of an empty pool. So that's always um, an interesting story. So that was the end of you know my career as almost being an athlete. And then I was in high school and an art teacher said, hey, you're really artistic. You have some real talent there. I think you should pursue some art classes in college. And so I did. And it led me to something that I truly love to do, which is just draw and create different images and designs for products. And because I, for some reason, we would go through the markets and I was just kind of obsessed with packaging and why certain products were selling more than others and why my mom always picked the exact same thing all the time, the same brand. So that was just in my head from day one. But growing up, I was growing up in Hollywood as well. So in my 20s and going to school, things weren't actually paying the bills. So I had to start thinking of some side jobs and hustles to get everything paid for. So I started modeling and acting because that was what everybody in their 20s were doing in Hollywood if you weren't a waitress or you were acting or modeling. So that's what I did. And it wasn't until somebody gave me a project to do in my studio that turned into quite a big brand that I was really taken by design. And it was just in my blood anyway. Mm -hmm. So that's how I, I got started. So you were in more in that fashion side of things. And then suddenly you found your passion, which sounds like you always kind of had that passion, right? That branding curiosity and understanding what it really meant to have a solid brand. So when you helped create this big brand, what was your process for using what you already knew and then helping that come to market? Yeah, well, I didn't know much <laughs> at that time. And back then, we were just learning the essentials of graphic design. It really had nothing to do with products mm -hmm. and how you market them to people. So it was something that I wasn't aware of. I was just doing. And then the owner was so personable of, of that company, even though he really didn't know anything about branding. We just felt our way through the dark of putting different pieces together. Mm -hmm. And then it just rolled on from there, from his business knowledge. And then just getting lucky, I think a lot of it was. Yeah. So how did you take that experience and translate it into where you are now? Well, I've tried a lot of different things along the way just for fun because I have such a creative mind and it just never seems to leave me alone. So I thought I wanted to be a chef. I thought I wanted to, you know, go and help people with opening their own stores or just all over the place. And I just kept coming back to design. It was just so satisfying for me to see the work up and people responding to it. I just love doing it. Always ended up back there. Yeah. I think that when you find that passion and you feel that deep connection to what you're doing, it takes you so far. It's way better than just, like you said, finding something that pays the bills is important, but you also want to have that passion around what you're doing. Right. So 
help my listeners know and understand what exactly is a brand strategist? What does that look like as a brand designer and strategist? You are both. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I am. And a lot of people don't understand what the difference is. And let's go to what a brand is at the very core. And Mm -hmm. a simplified definition of a brand is the name given to a product or service from a specific source. It's a non-generic name for a product that tells us the source of the product. So simply put, your brand is what your prospect thinks when he or she hears your brand name. It's everything the public thinks it knows about your brand offering, both factual, like it comes in a silver box, and emotional, it's romantic. Your brand name exists objectively, people can see it, it's fixed, but your brand exists only in somebody's mind. So I also love to say to some of my clients that forming a brand is a little like creating the DNA of a human. You can't exactly market a brand you haven't designed yet. So before we talk about you know, how you design a brand, I think I'd like to clear up the difference between marketing and branding. Mm-hmm. So people see marketing and branding as one and the same thing, mostly by people coming into branding and marketing for the first time, or even individuals who've been in the industry for quite a while. From the outside, it's easy to see how some would get the two confused and put them in the same bucket. In fact, when some entrepreneurs decide to just blow past branding altogether and cut right to marketing, it only ends up in the same place crashing. Yeah. Although they both have the same end goal and support each other in connecting with their target audience and scaling a business, make no mistake, they have very distinct differences and approaches because marketing drives sales and provides the initial traction for the brand. You could be excused for believing that marketing comes first. However, and I can't stress this enough, the messages that make up marketing stem directly from the brand strategy and voice. This brand strategy sets the tone and foundational framework of exactly what the brand represents. Marketing really only comes into play after the brand has been built with a clear brand strategy in place to guide all the brand expression, whether that be internal or external. Branding actually shapes the perception of your brand, conveying the culture and processes that extends throughout the brand, like your brand voice and purpose. Right. So you said a lot of people make the mistake of diving into marketing before they really establish their brand. Why do you think that that's the temptation? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I've in some groups and um, I hear a lot of coaches say, if you don't really know what you're doing, just go right to sales, create your product, and don't spend your money on branding. And I have to sit there and sort of laugh under my breath because branding is everything to starting a brand. Because if you don't do the branding and pay attention to the steps involved with it, like creating your vision and your mission statement and knowing who your brand champion is and who that person is you're speaking to, it can go haywire. And the marketing is confusing to people. So marketing is used to put your product in the right place at the right time. And branding is getting ready Mm -hmm. to put you 
at that place. So you look good. So you know how to be understood. So you're relatable. So people start to care about your brand. And that, in a nutshell, is what branding is as well. It's getting people to care about your brand. Yeah, because if marketing is putting it in the right place at the right time, branding is knowing what the right place and what the right time is. And so without having the branding and understanding that, you don't know where to put it or who to give it to. Well, true. Marketing people know where to place and when to place it. Mm -hmm. But it's like you coming to a party naked. (laughs) You know, you're not ready. Your hair's a mess. You're just, how am I going to be perceived? People are going to misunderstand me. So we get the brand. We give it its personality. We give it its DNA. So for someone who's listening to this and they think, okay, I don't know what my brand is, you know, maybe they're putting themselves out there. What would your best advice be? Do they go back to the drawing board? Can they use what they've already done? Or what is the answer for someone who's like, I've already started marketing, but I don't have clarity on my brand? I would say you need to back up a little bit. Mm -hmm. What I've noticed in my 30 plus years in brand development is most new entrepreneurs think having a cool logo and website and Instagram feed is pretty much all the visuals they need to launch a successful brand. All that might be an essential part of visual storytelling. They mean very little without a clear internal roadmap to keep the customer coming back for more. So you might be able to initially sell the product or service to somebody, but will that hook them in and keep them coming back. Before you even think about putting a marketing strategy in place, though, you need to focus on your branding and branding always comes before marketing. Mm -hmm. It's really that foundation that you build everything else off of. And also, I feel like with marketing, if you don't have your solid foundation, when things start to not go as well, you don't have anything to return to. So I think that branding is it's that true north, right? It's that thing you always return to. It is the true north. And where most business owners get it wrong is they mismanage the balance of branding and marketing, Mm -hmm. even if they know about branding. They spend too much time and energy and money on marketing and not enough time on making connections and building trust. Mm. Then in the end, they look back and they can't remember who they've influenced because they've all come and gone. So yes, it's uh, very important to have the best dressed version of your business to go out and appeal and impress potential customers. But Realize marketing can be an endless pit of money if you don't have strategy and the systems in place to nurture those relationships, like I said. Absolutely. And for most of us entrepreneurs, we don't have that endless pit of money to put into that (laughs) with no return, right? So true. Yes. So you've started several brands yourself. Talk with me a little bit about when you're starting a brand or when you're looking at that, what is your process that you start with? Yeah, this has actually been the biggest learning curve for me in business is trying it myself. Because a lot of people, including myself, clients with the best intentions come in with very vague ideas. Mm -hmm. They're like, well, you know, here's my base concept, but maybe you can make the logo look like this and use my favorite colors. And, you know, it's just kind of very wishy-washy. And they talk about the logistics of the company and they're not really getting into the meat of it. So diving into that world of, okay, what do I do from point A to get it to point Z? And it was a lot more than I thought it would be. And I learned how to handle really niching down and taking a good hard look 
at who my competitors would be, what my differentiation point would be, how will I be different from everyone else out there? Because let's face it, there really aren't any new ideas anymore. And it would be great if there was, and you're first to market, but it's extremely rare. And it's better to actually be second to market. And I talk about that a lot with my clients as well, because you go to school on the people who have first come up with this kind of an idea. You could always make it a little better or and tweak it here and there. And then suddenly you're a new idea. And if you know your branding, people will catch on to it quickly. So what I've learned is just really opening the book to strategies. And I was never a strategist, quote unquote, in my youth because I was just all over the place. I thought, well, why do I need a strategy? Mm -hmm. it's, it's sort of like redecorating my room. I would just tear it all apart all of a sudden and not have a plan of where I didn't sketch things out to see where they might go. I just threw it all back together. And that's why it kept getting rearranged. <laughs> yeah. I found that sometimes the strategic and the creative can be at odds with each other. So you've found a way to like use those together, the creative in you and the strategist in you. So how did you come to that place of like, these can actually be together and conjoined and not in opposition to one another? It took years, actually taken years. Mm -hmm. I've tried it all kinds of ways with all kinds of clients and I see the outcomes of it. There's a statistic that 80% of brands fail by five years in. And so I've watched the companies that have gotten up and fail within a year. I've watched them get up and maybe flounder around for a couple or three years. And then I've watched the ones skyrocket to the top. And it definitely, the ones that did that had plans. They thought about it. They watched the market. They saw their competitors and what aspects of their competitors were falling into the trenches and getting stuck and making a hole. So they would fill that hole and people responded to that and then drop the other options because they weren't fulfilling the revolving needs of society. I love that. Strategy and creativity, I feel like historically has kind of been in this like direct opposition of each other. And the creatives that are like, no, 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 no. We just want to go with the flow and we want to feel it. And then you've got the strategists over here are like, no, we have to come up. It's all this. And this is what's important. We have to have the details. And I think that when you can find a way to blend the two, first of all, you have the best opportunity for success, right? right. But you also have this really beautiful, well thought out creative brand that is going to reflect who they are, what their purpose is, but also actually go somewhere, right? Exactly. And the best ideas come up when I'm sitting with the clients or talking to them and we're strategizing about bland things to anybody who's creating an actual product or a service. And then when they're starting to go so deep, you go, whoa, I just thought of something great that would really resonate with your audience. That's where the great ideas come from. Mm. So it's sometimes the most creativity comes out of the strategy. Exactly. That's beautiful. You just start really taking a look under the microscope and there it is because it could be hidden in all that thinking. So you actually have created a way to help brands, a mastermind to actually help them get to that place where they are doing their strategizing and being creative, right? 
I have, and I'm so excited about it. I'm excited to hear more about it. It's called Brilliant Brands, which I love. Thank you. It's for all the new entrepreneurs and startup founders that really want to learn how to create your brand from the ground up and go through all the different steps that it takes to start a brand that has the best chance of success. So I've created it in an evergreen container, meaning you join on a monthly basis and it has, I'm on the call. I have group experts that come in. We're just really answering all the different things that people get stuck on and sometimes give up. And that's the saddest thing of all for me because my passion is seeing people's dreams come to life and really just shine in the marketplace. So I've been helping so many people over my 30 years of working. So this is just the culmination of all of that in this group. Taking all of that knowledge and really just putting it together in a concise package is amazing. So this is ideal for someone who's brand new to the, like they've not really launched on the market or could someone who's already kind of out there, but they just need help with really defining their brand. Would this be a great place for them as well? Oh my God. I can't think of anything better for a new entrepreneur to dive into. And because it's monthly, they could come in for a month. It's also built around community. Mm -hmm. Like we were talking about when I was building my brands, I was so lonely. And when I thought, well, I could do this because I have the background in knowing how to build a brand. But then it came to sales. I'm not great at sales and marketing. That's not my jam. So I needed people with me to kind of give me feedback, take a look at what I was doing or the, no, hey, you need Dubsado or you need different apps or I didn't know. So this creates a community of people that really are going to lock arms together and go through the journey together. Yeah, I love that. I do think that the community element for entrepreneurs, whether they're just needing to develop their brand or they are already a little bit down the road, that is such a huge factor in this journey. It can feel so lonely. And a lot of times all we want is that collaborative spirit, right? Where we can come in and say, hey, I have this idea. Could I bounce it off you? Or could I get your feedback on this? But oftentimes we don't have anyone because it's just us. I think that's a fantastic thing, not just to help them build their brand, but to have them in a community of like-minded people who can help support them in that. Exactly. And not only that, the whole new brand model, so to speak, is all about community. If you have a brand today, you need to model it after just not, oh, it's for sale. Do you want to buy it or not? That's the old mm -hmm. brand logic of business. And the new model is similar, but with one important difference, the order of events. Now, instead of creating the brand first, the company creates customers through products and social media. And then the customers create the brand through purchases and advocacy. And the brand sustains the company through customer loyalty. So mm -hmm. this model takes into account a profound and counterintuitive truth. A brand is not owned by the company, but by the customers who draw meaning from it. In other words, your brand isn't what you say it's them. It's what they say it is. Absolutely. And I do think you're right that the sense of community where people can really grow to know you and like you and trust you, that is vital. That's what everyone wants right now. You have to establish that authority and also have some loyalty before someone often will say yes to purchasing from you. 
A hundred percent. It's everything. Word of mouth and feeling like you're not alone because people are building their identities now from brands. And if their friends are doing it, Mm -hmm. they want to do it or at least give it a try. And then it it suddenly spreads and it becomes a thing. So yeah, it's it's super important to build your network. That's amazing. Cynthia, your expertise is incredible. And I'm already, I actually feel like, oh, I need to probably do some of this like thought work around this. I really (laughs) appreciate you coming on and sharing so much valuable information. People can connect with you through your website and your Instagram. And we also are going to have the link in the show notes for your mastermind, Brilliant Brands. They can check that out. As we kind of get ready to wrap up, I always love to ask my guests if our listeners only walked away with one thing today. What is that one thing that you would want them to really grab onto? Oh, well, I think it's to learn your craft, whatever you're doing, learn it well. Don't skip steps. It's easy to get discouraged with brand building. A lot of people do and got to grow a tough skin, stay focused. People are going to tell you sometimes it's not a good idea. Maybe you should go get a real job (laughs) or in just my Best advice is keep going, do it anyway, and you're going to get there. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so much. I think that will be encouraging to people. And if someone is sitting here going, but I don't know how, Cynthia is a great resource (laughs) to get some of that knowledge and really help move the needle. I got your back. Yeah, I love that. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Be sure to check out and connect with Cynthia through her social media and through her website and check out Brilliant Brands. I definitely think that so many people could benefit from just really understanding what their brand is and putting in the work to establish that. Thank you so much for being a part of the Inspired Biz and I will see you next time. You've just listened to another episode of the Inspired Biz Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. If you have found your business inspiration today, we want to know. Take a moment to leave a review and share this episode with someone you know looking for their own inspiration. We'd love to have you join our online community on Instagram and Facebook at Socially Inspired Management or check out sociallyinspiredmanagement.com to learn more about how we can support you to grow your biz. We'll see you next week.